Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 15. And I'm excited today because joining me are Jimmy Thorpe and Ethan Bohannon, who started this whole thing with us. And we are talking about the Bible, and we've been reading through it together. This week's reading takes us to the passing of the guard, if you will, from Saul to David. And we see David ruling as the king of Israel. We see David doing some amazing things in the way that he follows the Lord. And then we see David doing some really terrible things. And through it all, we see God's faithfulness and we see that he will accomplish his purposes. So join us as we talk with Jimmy and Ethan. Jimmy and Ethan, we have made it to episode 15. Yes. I knew we could do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for us to be together again, because mm. we kind of started this whole thing the first yeah. couple of weeks mm. and the first couple of episodes, and you guys have been so instrumental in putting it together. Jimmy, all your work and and editing it, and and Ethan, you making it possible to get out there to folks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just really thankful for you guys, oh, and thanks. thanks for all the yeah, work that you. you've done. And to you too, Brian. It. I mean, yeah. Brian's hosted every one of these, and it's a lot of scripture. It's yeah. a lot of stories, a lot of preparation, yeah. and you got to put up with knuckleheads like us. Oh, so. No, not at all. It's been right. so much fun, though, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's honestly, as I've been reading through the Bible this time, you know, this isn't my first time. As I've read this time, I'm reading with a little bit of a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's it's been a cool thing for me. Totally. To be able to It's been cool to, to read that. it chronologically, too, I think. You know, we're doing that Bible mm-hmm. version. It's uh, It's just cool to see where it's all you know, Samuel and Chronicles and all these smashed together that you normally don't, don't mm-hmm. see like that. Sure. And just want to thank you guys for listening. We've, we've yeah. got a faithful little base of yeah. listeners and we really hope it's a blessing to you. We've, we don't focus on the numbers a lot, but we've heard from a lot of folks that it's been a blessing. And yeah. um, the intention of even, even starting this thing was as we're reading through the Bible as a church, we just want to keep everyone engaged. And that includes me and yeah. us yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like an easy proposition to read the Bible every day, but I don't know if your every day is like my every day, <laughs> but it, it, you really, you really do have to have a plan sometimes. And yeah. I think that's what I've really enjoyed is knowing that I'm going to talk about it with friends and knowing that we're going to be, you know, recording this podcast right. has just been a, a, just some fuel to my fire to stay consistent with it. No. And so the hope as you're listening is that even if you've trailed away or you've missed some um, let's not focus on what might have been. Let's focus on what could be. Yeah. And listen to the last podcast and jump back into yep. the to the storyline right. of God, which we love to say it culminates uh, at Jesus. Jesus, that's right. Uh, speaking of that consistency, what are um, can you guys think of any tips, any tools of the trade that that might be an encouragement for folks to? to remain consistent or, mm. you, you know what I mean? Just like ways that might help people yeah. either re-engage or to stay, stay mm. consistent. Well, you know, this, this plan notwithstanding, because it is a regimented amount of reading. Right. I think if you were looking to read the Bible for the first time um, and you've not really been an avid Bible reader, I would, I would just say, Hey, go to John and read the gospel of John. 
yeah. and read as much as you'd like. I think the goal would be to con- be consistent with it, but feel free to uh, read the word and marinate on what it's saying. Absolutely. You know, um, reading the first chapter of John might be enough for a day. And then you're thinking that through and, and then the next day, okay, I'll read the next chapter. And, but I think for, for people that um, are maybe believers, but are, are novice Bible readers, maybe going to, to John and reading the gospel. But then also if you're looking for practical James, I, I read, you know, James, I do book studies on that with people a lot and it's full of practical faith, wisdom. But I, I guess my point would be not to be consumed by um, quantity of scripture, but the quality at which sure. you're reading, sure. because it's only as good as we can apply it to our lives. Mm. Yeah. And not that everything we read in scripture is instantly applicable, right? but the word of God, as we've said, is living and moving and alive. And when we read it, it affects the way we live yeah. right. and it can le- help us lead our lives in a way that um, puts the character of, of God and, and following Jesus at the forefront of our life mm-hmm. by that consistency. And I just wouldn't be down on yourself because you didn't, you, pr- you know, pray for two hours in the morning and read your Bible for mm-hmm. two hours. I would just say the time that you spend with the Lord, make sure that it's rich. Yeah. Sure. And that's what I was going to say was kind of don't beat yourself up. You know, if you don't, oh, I didn't spend my one hour this morning mm-hmm. because I know Growing up, like it, in my mind, I was always like, oh, I have to do my quiet time in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you have to do it. And I think it's just finding what works for you, mm-hmm. you know, and I know a lot of people that, and even for me, I found for me, it works. I don't do my quiet time in the morning. Right. Um, I'm just not awake <laughs> enough, you know, to be able to really <laughs> yeah. soak it in. Uh, but I, I think it's just finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. And, and then once you find that, then you're able to really soak it in and, and get mm-hmm. into it. Um, and so there's not like a certain regimen, like you were saying that you have to follow. Sure. And on this subject, can I say one more yeah, thing? Yeah, please. The, the, um, the Bible app that's free on all, uh, phone platforms, right. it will read to you, yeah. mm-hmm. which sounds silly. But, um, when I was commuting from a town North of here to work every day, there was about a 30 minute drive yeah. and I committed for about a year or so. And it was pretty life changing that on the way down, I would listen to the word and on the way back, I would pray. Right. And just having that, I'm stuck in the car. And if you know me, I love music and racket more than anything. So to just sit in silence um, is not an option. I'm always yeah. listening. And, but it was an easy sacrifice to make to, uh, to listen to the Bible on the way in and to pray on the way back. Sure. Uh, and I think little, little moves like that right. go a long way. And yeah. if you're wanting to kind of track with us in this chronological Bible, um, there's a button or a place to, I don't <laughs> even know what to say. There's a place to click on the river app yeah. that actually has the readings for the day mm-hmm. outlined. And so sometimes with this chronological Bible, it's a little hard to do that, but you could find, okay, well, I know it's mostly first Samuel seven through 12 today. Um, and so I can go to that, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. go to the Bible app right. and then have that playing as I'm, mm-hmm. as I'm commuting right. or as I'm yeah, going exactly. from place to place. Uh, I think that's a cool, uh, a cool idea for sure. Uh, another thing that I thought of, maybe, maybe it feels a little overwhelming to do the whole day's reading in mm-hmm. one sitting. So maybe you could say, okay, in the morning, before I do anything, I'm just going to, I'm going to read like for 10 minutes 
and just say for 10 mm-hmm. minutes, but I'm going to take it with me. And then at lunchtime, I'm going to read for five minutes. And then if I still haven't finished for that day, yeah. then maybe, you know, before I go to bed, I'm going right. to, I'm going to read yeah. for whatever right. to, to finish up that day. Yeah. Well, I love that too. I mean, just to speak to where we are as a culture, like I'll get a screen time report from my phone and it's like, you're you, meddling now. You've spent, I know, I know I'm stepping on toes, but they're my <laughs> toes. So I'll just lean on myself. But like, you can, on my phone, you can look at a breakdown of what you're looking at. Right. So I give myself a pass on messages and emails and calls. Sure. Because that's a big part of my work. Right. But there still is, and I'm ashamed to admit, but like an hour, two hours that I'm on my phone that has nothing to do with anything work related over yeah. the course of the day. And and it's so easy to say, oh, I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we've lied to ourselves thinking yeah. that right. yeah. like we have in order to spend and be a good Christian, we have to spend a length of time doing something spiritual, uh, if to for it to count or whatever. Right. I don't know what that lie is that we've told ourselves, but the what what I see in scripture is pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Take up your cross daily. I see these affirmations of like consistent all day long practice right. of following Jesus. And so I'm not, uh, I don't think the Lord is offended if I read the Bible for 10 minutes here or five minutes there. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot better than Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and again, absolutely. I'm stepping on my own toes, but let's not say we don't have the time. And doing that throughout the day keeps the things of the Lord before us. Totally. Yeah, exactly. More so than if maybe we, okay, I do a little bit here in the morning and then I just put it away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see it as like ammunition. Sure. For my life. Yeah. Like, okay, now I have something, something to fire mm-hmm. against my day. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about screen time. It mm-hmm. just made me think I have an iPhone and, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it does this for everybody, but every, it always is Sunday morning yeah. Uh, yeah. that it comes out and says your screen time was. Oh Yeah up so much percent yeah. or down so much percent and i found myself like okay it's got if it's if it's up i'm like oh man what is my problem and then if it's down like yes i want to uh-huh. get it down more next yeah. next week my reaction is like i was on vacation get off me <laughs> let, let me live, i don't like being let handled. me live my life <laughs> so we are reading through the bible amen and um as we've been reading this week, we've uh, we're getting deeper into the story of David, yeah, and uh, seeing him as the king mm-hmm. of Israel. So, what are some things that have jumped off the page to you this week? One of the things, you know, for me, I love the story of David, and I've always loved the story of David. But for me, it, David's always been one of those characters I just hold way up high. Like, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's David. Like, that is the pinnacle. And, I mean, you know, we know these things that he did, and he sinned, and he was human. But uh, reading through this this week, uh, one of the things we were talking about before uh, we started recording was uh, that whole, I think it was like the second or third day of this week's reading, where uh, we see them bringing the Ark of the Covenant back in. And uh, I, I don't know how to say his name, but. Uza or Uza or whatever, however you say that. Uh, he we call him Uzi. U- Uzi. No, I'm just <laughs> a little, little Uzi. Uzi. I'm sure that's a rapper name. Uh, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> don't right? Google that. Yeah, don't. But uh, we see where he touched the Ark of the Lord, and 
immediately God was angry. And he and, touched it because it was falling. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't the, like he was yeah, like, it was I a problem want with to the touch car. the ark. It's yeah. falling off. And he's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it was, it, I, I don't think, you know, he didn't have like ill intentions or anything, right? You know, he's just mm-hmm. like trying to help him, you know, push that up. Yeah. And we see immediately when he touched it, that, that angered the Lord. And so God mm-hmm. struck him down. Well, then right then we see that David was angry that God struck him down. Well, rightfully so. I mean, I would be too. Yeah. You're like, he was just trying to save <laughs> the heart. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? But we know from our previous readings, like that was one of the laws of God, right? Yeah, and they right. wandered from that teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we, to me, it was because we see that David got angry, but then he also got fearful of the Lord. And we were talking about beforehand, to me, it, I think David has spent so much time with God and they're like best buds, you know, doing all this stuff. But it was almost like a reminder for David that, oh, man, I need to be fearful of the Lord. Right. I got to I gotta be careful because God is all powerful. He is mm-hmm. just. And I think it was a wake up call for him, too, with that law. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about it before, too, that not only was I don't think he was like just angry with God. I think he was frustrated with himself. Mm-hmm. Like if I had done what I was supposed to. If I had talked about the law and, and done mm-hmm. what I was supposed to, and I think, Brian, you were going to talk about that as well. It's that mm-hmm. whole thing of like, maybe this guy wouldn't have died. Right. Well, I think what it what it goes back to, as I was reading it, I thought back to there's a spot in Deuteronomy 17. And um, it's funny in that it's a, it's a part of the law, right? And God had said uh, to Moses, he said, I know they're going to want a king. They're going to want a human king. So when you do, here's some things that I want them to do. He says, when he sits on the throne as as king, talking about whenever you have a king, the Lord says, when he sits on the throne as a king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priests. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord his God Mm. by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way. And it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. Yeah. God says, okay, I want every king right. to do this. What was significant to me when I read this time reading through it mm-hmm. is I don't ever remember any king in Israel doing that, no. or at least it's not well, recorded. Say, yeah. And now that we're here, right. Saul definitely didn't. In oh, fact, yeah. when Saul was being uh, coordinated, he was hiding, he was hiding in the yeah. closet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and then David, we don't see him doing that. And, and this is a picture. Had he done that, he may have known, wait, there's a right way exactly. to transport the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. 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 Right. And yet. He had to be kicking didn't. himself. Yeah. Exactly. That had to, to Ethan's point, that had to be part of his anger and frustration that like, oh, I missed it. Right. Yeah. If I'd really, I was so excited to get the Ark here. Yeah. I didn't lay out uh, as a leader. I didn't lay out the parameters that would help people exactly be right. safe. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if his Israel's history would have looked a little different mm. had the kings right. been who God wanted them to be. Yeah. Right. And it just shows how kind the Lord is because mm-hmm. in previous scriptures, he's saying, I'm your king. Right. I, I want to be your king. Yeah. But I know you're going to want a, a human one. Right. 
and, you know, looking at Jesus, you know, they wanted a king on a throne with a sword. And then you read in Isaiah about Jesus. He's like, he has no beauty or glory, rejected, <laughs> despised, man of sorrows, well yep. acquainted with grief. Nothing about him that would like stand out in any yeah. way. This is the Jimmy version. But yeah, I'll give you a king and I will be your king. Mm-hmm. Like I know what's best for you, but he's allowing the people. And Miss Cindy alluded to this in the last podcast. Like he's not looking to make us robots of of conformity. He's willing to work with our restlessness. Yeah. And like the Bible says, like he, he's working all things to the good for those for the, that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Yeah. David's definitely called according to his purposes. Yeah. So is Israel and, and his beloved children, but he's willing to work all things even. Mm-hmm. And again, we've talked in previous podcasts, there's a lot of stuff that happens that is leaves your head scratching and you just yeah. don't know why. Yeah. And, and it's just realizing that the Lord is so good at his job. He uses all our broken pieces and all, and yes, even our indiscretions, indiscretions and in the, and how we miss the mark to get us ultimately to his plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's a sign of love and the sign of like that he wants a true relationship with us. Cause he could just make us, mindless, right. yeah. you know, robots yeah. of conformity, but he works with us in our valleys and in our, you know, mountains as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, as you were talking, I got this, this picture of the Lord just as this brilliant, like mm-hmm. he's constantly have moving the pieces around to, and, and yet, and he chooses to, to work through and in spite of and because of sometimes right. our free will and how we make a mess of right. his original yeah. plan f- for us, right? Well, but we, yet he still can work his purposes. We yeah. talked about it weeks ago, but the Ten Commandments come down and says, don't kill, right? Mm-hmm. Right there. It's number four or five, whatever it is, it's just yeah. right there. And then the next chapter, it's like when somebody kills somebody. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like he knows. Yeah, he knows. He's like, this is the standard. This is the the benchmark. This is the aim. And I am. I make. I love you enough to make concessions yeah. for when you inevitably screw this up. Yeah, and he's not surprised. No. Yeah. No, and that's the point. Yeah, I guess that's what I should have said. It's like, it, yeah, it's not like God is just really good at making it work. Oh man, I didn't expect that. Like, no, he knows. He knows. Yeah. Which exactly. is awesome. Yeah. How awesome is God? Yeah. Yeah. What are what are some other things that have jumped out to you guys? You know, there's this cool, there's several, there's so many little stories that you could talk about. David spares Saul's life for the second time. Yeah. And uh, he goes into this encampment where all these dudes are there to mm-hmm. find David and kill him. But he's walking in that confident faith, knowing that the Lord's got his back. And he walks up to him and he doesn't know what the Lord's going to do. But the Lord uh, pushes them all into a deep sleep, as the Bible says. And then he, Saul is roused up uh, and they have this conversation. But um, it reminds me of Daniel in the lion's den. Like (laughs) the people are like, well, we'll get rid of him and we'll throw him right in there with these lions that their sole job is to be top of the food chain and eat people, eat things, eat whatever, eat whatever they them, want, right? yeah. you know, 
and we've trained them as such. Even mm-hmm. they're in a pit for heaven's sake, you know that they, they, they throw them stuff to eat. And so Daniel gets thrown in there and he sleeps with them. He's just, I'll just take a nap. You just take a little <laughs> siesta right here with all these, yeah. these lions. And, and I just think there's there, you know, we talked about it in the previous podcast, but just walking in confident faith, not in arrogance, not in pride, but in boldness, because God has equipped us to do the things he's asking us to do. And I think yeah. David exemplifies that yeah. in a lot yeah. of these stories. We definitely get to see some pictures of David's character. Yeah positively, you know, and one of the things that, that stuck out to me was just the way that, um, the way that David talks to God, mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's just this daily thing, like going back to kind of the conversation that we started with, like God wants this, yeah. this relationship right. with us. And it's before us praying without ceasing. I, I thought mm-hmm. of David and when you said that, that mm-hmm. David just, it's like, okay, Lord, should we go here? And right. the Lord replies, right. the Lord replies to right. him. But yeah. yeah, or no, don't, don't do that. Like David was so dependent uh-huh. on the voice of the Lord yeah. right. that he didn't move without it. Right. But sometimes he does. And then we see the negative aspects of his yeah. character. And when he, when he steps away from the Lord and the Lord, his plan for him, mm-hmm. that's when he, yeah. Yeah, he now sees there's trouble Sheba in River City, and then <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think yeah. it's encouraging to me too to see that because I'm like, I can do that. Like God's with me right now. I, we're just walking. We can walk mm-hmm. and talk. And uh, again, back to what I was saying earlier, you know, it's I've always in my mind, it's like I subconsciously put David on this pedestal, and man, he was just walking so close to God. And but I can do that, right? You know, and and. I think that should be an encouragement to everyone. It's like we see what David was doing. He's not some ultra superhuman, you know, he's just a man and Mm -hmm, he messes up and we see that, but he was walking with God and exactly what he was doing. We can do. Yeah. And he messes up royally. Yeah. No pun (laughs) intended. (laughs) Literally and figuratively, right? He really does. Wow. We've been talking about this close relationship that David has with the Lord and he's, speaking to him, you know, like you would talk to a friend. Yeah. And I think David was really good at that because David is a, an author of a majority of the Psalms. Mm. And these Psalms are, are songs of worship. Right. I mean, the, many of them are to be played with an instrument. It even says so in the right. preface. To this, to this yeah. tune of what... <laughs> right, to, yeah. to whatever tune, yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. And, and you know, that's what I, that's, that's where I am uh, in, in my life, you know, I've been leading worship since I was a child and been involved in yeah. some kind of singing and worship. And I, I love it. And, um, sometimes I'll hear and people are very kind. They're like, Oh, I really appreciated your prayer or something that I'd said, or I was able to put words to something yeah. that was pretty complicated mm-hmm. in a different way. You know, and I, I think I've, I've grown in that skill because I've pursued worshiping the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love, you know, the Lord, obviously, and that's how I pour my heart out is singing and reading songs and gathering new songs and writing, writing new songs. And I think they, they, uh, I'm going to mess this quote up and Brian, you can save me, but the Psalms are like the language of prayer yeah. and we hear David pouring his heart out. And I think that's why you hear some powerful prayers from yeah. songwriters and worship leaders. Mm. It's because they've they've come before the Lord with practice right? Yeah. Um, in that 
regard. And uh, that's something that, that I really love about the relationship that I have with the Lord, yeah. that tenderness of being able to pour my entire heart out and knowing he's big enough for my doubts and questions. Yeah. And he's worthy of any adjective, of any praise that I can give him. He's crowned with every crown and deserving of every glory. Yeah. And so I can't brag about him. Yeah. Not, I, I, you know, you, you can't, you can't boast enough and you also uh, can be confident that he's there to catch you in your insecurity or your fear or your, your, uh, your doubt. He's big enough to handle that. And yeah. Yeah. I think we see that in the, in the, in the tenor of the Psalms. Sure. One Psalms like the Lord is the greatest ever. Let's worship him. And then the next one's like, why am I going to die in this pit? Why is my soul so downcast? Oh, oh my Lord. gosh. Right. Bless the Lord of my soul. Uh-huh. You know, don't forget. I, I get it. <laughs> I get that uh, ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that that's in the scriptures. I'm so glad that it's coupled in our text. Yeah. Because we see David's going through this thing. Right. Uh, hit you with some chronicles to reaffirm that this is part of the the overarching the story. story of Israel. Yeah. And then hit you with a psalm that like this was likely written during this experience. Yeah. It's like, boy. That makes it so much yeah. more rich. And yeah, oh, really I understand does. why he said this. Oh my this. gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taken by itself, like, that sounds really strange. Why uh-huh. would you say that? But now that yeah. I know what you were going through. You're yeah. thinking in your own context, like, deliver me from my enemies. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, do I have any enemies? But right. David had people coming after his own life. Yeah. And he still had the confidence to be like, I know that you will stop them. You'll mm-hmm. end them. You'll, you'll, you'll help me, you know? Right. And I, I think it's worthy to say at this point, you may feel, if you're listening, you might feel sometimes that, gosh, I just don't know how to pray. Well, take the Psalms, sit down with the Psalms and start with Psalm 1 and just mm-hmm. pray it and then put it in your own words. Pray that to the Lord. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, sometimes you'll come against things <laughs> like that. <laughs> Lord, would you please kill my enemies? Right. Maybe we know as followers of Jesus, that's probably not God's heart for us. <laughs> but in the context of David, he had literal enemies with swords and yeah, spears. Right. Yeah. So we have to contextualize right, that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think we can learn a lot about praying mm-hmm. from from the Psalms. Yes. So, yeah. And I think there's a switch in one of the Psalms, and forgive me for not knowing which one from the reading, but... He starts referring, David starts referring to the Lord as sovereign Lord. Mm. And I think that's so important as we're wrapping up here, like recognizing, you know, sovereign in in this biblical definition means God has absolute authority to do all things according to his good pleasure. And I think we all could stand to remember that. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, Ethan, like he's realizing, oh man, God is holy. Yeah. Like when Uzzah, you know, loses his life, it's like, oh my goodness, that's a wake up call. God is serious about holiness. We've talked about that. God is serious about justice and he's serious about keeping his word. And he said, this will happen. And he's sovereign and he can do what he He can do whatever he wants. And we don't live in a world these days that people can have um, authority without contestation. (laughs) That used to be the position of a king, but we do serve an almighty sovereign God who the Bible says does whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And luckily for us, yeah, he's good and steadfast and faithful and yeah. true. And we don't always, we can't always see it through that lens, but he's proven 
or and or, as the as the hymn says, or and or, he, or and or, uh, oh, oh apostrophe e, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. He's proven it countless times mm. that he's faithful, steadfast, good, trustworthy, reliable, faithful, uh, patient, long suffering. I mean, he's 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 Almighty Sovereign God. So if he does what he wants, I know that the things that he does and chooses are ultimately for my good. Yeah. 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 Before we close out, one of our goals for this podcast has been to to help us to see how, as we read, how does the whole storyline of this scripture, how does the whole arc of the storyline mm-hmm. point to Jesus? Jesus? Yeah. Because it can be easy to get caught, you know, to get lost in the weeds, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there is a very significant passage in this week's reading that I wanted to point out. And the context of this, David has kind of entered into his kingdom. He's he's now in Jerusalem. Uh, he's got other kings saying, man, we believe in you, David. His name, he's become famous. They've built a palace for him. And David's heart, which I love this about David's heart, he's like, but God, we need a we need a home for you, like yeah. the for the the Ark of the Covenant was a part of that. Going back to the story that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Ethan, this is down the road. They have the Ark with them, and the Ark is that symbol of the presence of yeah. of the Lord. And David's heart is like, man, God, I feel bad. We've built the mm-hmm. you know this palace has been built for me, but we need to give you right a, a house and a place. And what he's talking about, what becomes known as the temple. Yeah. Uh, in earlier, as the ark was was taken uh, with Moses and and the children of Israel, it was the tabernacle, mm-hmm. it was this tent. Mm-hmm. They'd move it and they'd put the. the and thing we see there. God wants that too, you know, because yeah. He speaks through Nathan. Yeah, talking about that, and He's like, right. I, I want a place to be. I want a yeah. place to reside. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and in the context of that, as David wants that, then he talks. He tells that to Nathan, which is uh, another prophet that God has raised mm-hmm. up. That that he's the same guy that. Told uh, told David, hey, right, you are you that messed man. up here. Yeah, um, but Nathan takes that before the Lord, and this is part of God's reply. In that He says, "One, you're not going to be the one to build the house for me. It's going to be your son." Mm-hmm. But there's another promise that he that he makes, and I'm going to read a, a bit of this from Second Samuel chapter seven. He says, now I will make your name talking about uh, David's name. I will make make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth and I will provide a home, a homeland for my people, Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress you, uh, won't oppress them as they're done, as they've done in the past, starting from the time I appointed judges to rule my people, Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings, For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom a strong, I will make his kingdom strong. Mm -hmm. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct and discipline him with the rod like any father would do. But my favor will not be taken from him as as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time, and your throne will be secure forever. And in that, first, I believe he's talking about Solomon, who we'll see next week. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Solomon does build the temple and Solomon does sin. <laughs> Solomon does mm-hmm. at times walk away from the Lord. Sure. But the New Testament writers also refer back to this as he's also talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. talking about the Messiah because someone from your line will rule forever. Mm-hmm. And if we look back, David is of the house of Judah. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus, his lineage, mm-hmm. uh, his earthly lineage is marked back to David. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, one of the terms where he's referred to as the son of David. Yeah. So it all points to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks. Hey. Yeah, it's been fun pleasure. as always. It. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at TWTW at theriverCC.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at theriverCC.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.